Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because because now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A whole lot to get into on this episode. Why won't Tom Brady stay at home? Jerry Jones lost a wide receiver but gained a daughter. And Naomi Osaka... Is she mentally stable or does she have a serious need for concern when it comes to fans and heckling? All that and more here on TMA with Nick Hamilton. Now, what I need you to do is go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA as well as on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Got to bring in my man, producer extraordinaire, engineer to the stars, Jake Warner, a.k.a. Big Brother Jake. What's going on, man? What's good with it, Nick? How you doing, brother? Man, I am here. Ain't nobody booing me yet, so I'm all right. <laughs> Ain't no need to boo you, man. You bring the goods every week. Oh, 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 they will start booing me after a while. And trust me, <laughs> what I have to say today. Now, as you, I'm sure, heard around the world since Selection Sunday was on Sunday, Tom Brady decided to hijack the headlines <laughs> once again by announcing his unretirement, and he wants to come back for one more year in the league. Now, interesting part about all of this is that how many people really believe that Tom Brady was going to stay retired? So right? I know I did. It's, al- <laughs> it's almost like when you see some of these college coaches, like the 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 the, the late Joe Paterno, Bobby Bowden, guys coaching into their 70s, 80s, even looking at Nick Saban right now, who knows when Nick Saban's really going to retire even though he's in his 70s, right? Mm-hmm. So guys have this affection for the sport, whatever sport it is, football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is. That's why a lot of baseball players, it takes them a while, some some of them, to actually just go ahead and walk away from the game, even though baseball is not as, as strenuous sport or a contact sport like football or even hockey for that matter. But it's still a sport that's been in their blood nonetheless. And so what's interesting about all of this is that Tom Brady, right? Now, here's the thing about Tom Brady for me. Tom Brady is still the GOAT undisputed seven-time Super Bowl champion, um, just somebody who you know has been dedicated to the sport and dedicated to his craft, right? And and every time somebody's counting him out, except for last season, he's pretty much risen to the occasion and risen and, and accepted the challenge of getting to be the, the, the best of the best, the creme de la creme at the top of the mountain. Well, Tom Brady released a statement that said, quote, These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. The time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa, unfinished business, LFG. For those of y'all that know, y'all should know what LFG Mm -hmm. is. If you don't, go ahead and Google it because I'm damn sure not going to tell you. What the hell do you have to prove? You are a seven-time Super Bowl champion. MVP, 
was in the MVP race last season when you finished with over 5,300 yards. You were 16th in the league with 12 interceptions, and you had a, you were second with a QBR of 68.1. Right? What the hell else do you have to prove? Why don't you get on? Why don't you take your old ass back home and go raise your kids? How about you get on your John Deere tractor and cut your own grass? Go find a hobby. Go learn how to play bid whiz. Go slap some bones. Go do something productive other than getting your behind crack on the football field because that's exactly what's going to happen. Do we not remember when Tom Brady had a busted lip and got a flag thrown on him in the playoffs last season against the Los Angeles Rams? Excuse me, the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. You think it's going to get any better? Tom Brady got racked up more times last season than probably more more in his career. You think that's going to stop? So apparently Tom Brady is a glutton for punishment because I don't care how great this man is. He is still 44 going into 45 years of age. He is frail at the top. He's not a dude that can take a hit. He's not a Lamar Jackson. He's not a guy like a, a Ben Roethlisberger that can actually take a hit. This dude takes one severe hit. It's Oscar LeBaye. And I don't wish injury on anybody. So I'm not praying or hoping that Tom Brady gets injured. Not at all. What I'm simply saying is, who the hell is happy that this dude is really coming back? My thing is this. I think Giselle was like, look, them 40 days and 40 nights were raining like a, a thunderstorm on, to, on, te- on Tuesday in Texas because there is no way that she could stand Tom Brady for 40 straight days. And I think she probably urged him to go on back and, and get, get back to retirement. Remind me of my grandma, rest in peace, who was married to her husband, which was not my biological grandfather, but he used to be in the Navy and he was on the ships. And every time he would come home, everybody would dread him coming back home. Like, damn, this dude is going to be home for how long? He got a 90-day stay, 120-day stay. But in the moment he goes back on the ship is hallelujah, happy days are here again. And that's exactly what this reminds me of. Giselle said, look, I can't take no more than 40 days. You got to take your ass right on back to the field. I, I'll, I'll deal with the kids. I'll get the nannies involved and we'll, we'll coordinate schedules. You got to take your, your cranky ass back. And that's what I think happened with Tom Brady. I think Tom. I think Tom Brady was forced out of the house. <laughs> Everybody talks about how Giselle wanted him to to get retired so he could she could take he could take care of these kids. Be careful what you ask for, because while you out here want him to take care of these kids, you got to take care of him. And I don't think she was prepared for that. I think Tom. She said, "Yeah, Tom. Tom was muttering around and looking around and seeing what he could do or couldn't do." Now, mind you, his, I know his oldest son is getting ready to go into high school. And they say he's actually a pretty good, a pretty good athlete. My thing is, Jill's like, look, we're running the risk of you getting injured. I got it. I hold down the home for it. Just get the hell out the house. That's what I think. Because there's no way. What else do you have left to prove? You're not going to win another Super Bowl. The league pretty much told you we've milked this cow for as far as we can milk it. Now we got to chop it up for spare parts. So if you want to go in there and play. You want to go in there and 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 prepare. We know Tom is going to prepare like uh, like nobody's business. We know his preparation is unmatched. We know that when he's dedicated to something, 
he's going to go ahead and achieve it. But I tell you what, for all you people out there, oh, the goat is back. Oh, Tom is back. You need a life. <laughs> you have no life. Same thing with Tom Brady. No life. No hobbies. No life. I'm like, dude, what else? Can you, there's other things that you can get into. Hell, as great as the late great Kobe Bryant was, Kobe went into his second stint of his life. And we know how the great things that he was on the verge of accomplishing outside of winning his Oscar. He was on the verge of, of, of creating some really great things. And he was happy. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady doesn't seem like a happy individual. He's happy when he's on the field, but away from the field, what does he have left? Like, Tom Brady's a nerd, right? He's a geek. And the reason why I say that is I don't say it to be to, to, to diss him or anything like that, but I'm saying as far as he has no life. He knows nothing but football. Like, he's a football geek. He has no other life. The time that we saw Tom Brady drunk that year when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl was the most fun I've seen Tom Brady have in a long time. Cause he was out of his mind. Lord knows what he what hit what Gronk was giving him to drink. Cause I don't even want to. It's certain people you don't want to you don't want to party after. Like it's like saying, okay, do you want to smoke with Snoop Dogg? No, you don't want to smoke with Snoop or Be Real from Cypress Hill. Those are two dudes you don't want to smoke with. Okay, because you don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Gronk is a dude I don't want to drink with because you never know what's gonna happen. That dude probably drink you under a table. That's one dude I will not drink with ever. And I'm a drinker. I will not ever drink with, with Rob Gronkowski. Gronk is not a dude I'm drinking with. Uh, and I think Tom Brady found that out. You know, you know, Nick, you make some interesting points. He has nothing left to prove. But I, I think it's the opposite. I think day-to-day life and being a normal guy was too much for him. And he's like, I need to go somewhere where I'm familiar. I need to do something that I'm used to. I need to go back to doing what I love because this going to Whole Foods and getting groceries and having to pick up kids at school is not for me yet. So I and I can relate because I left radio for four years and I came back because you miss what you love. And, you know, he's, he's still healthy. He can still do it. He has nothing to prove. But I really think he couldn't handle day to day life. And he's like. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Let me go back to what I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and this is why Tom Brady's a loser in life. Oh. Because he has no other hobbies. Okay, listen, listen. Say, for example, you think you're done with your career, right? And you've done a lot. You, you've done a lot. It's been documented. The world knows what you've done. And you step away from it. And you're like, ooh, an office job. Nah, I can't do this, man. Let me, I, I need to go back. We're lucky enough that what we do for a living is a paid hobby. That's what I call it. I do have other interests outside of what I do, but 90% of what I love and what my hobby is is what what, what I'm doing now. I mean, I, <laughs> I can relate Listen, to that. I, I get all of that, but you, that's just why, this is why you have to have a plan. This is why you have to have a plan. And I don't want to hear Tom Brady Sr. talking about, (laughs) oh, it was outside forces that that told my son to retire. Who the hell is Tom Brady going to listen to besides himself? (laughs) And maybe Giselle? Like, are you kidding me? Like, first of all, tell your dad to shut the hell up. No one's buying that foolishness. Nobody's going to. You mean to tell me somebody, a bunch of people are going to tell, hey, Tom, it's time for you to hang it on up. And Tom Brady's going to sit up there and say, 
okay, you know what? You have a point. No. We're talking about Tom Goat Brady. Okay? Right. This is a man that probably, the only person he would probably listen to is his wife, Giselle. That's it. Uh, uh, maybe his kids, like, like maybe they, maybe if his kids uh, came together and uh, said, "Hey, Dad, it's always the wife. we want you to, we want you to come home." But other than that, it's got to be the wife. There's <laughs> no, there's no other. I, was, I don't care if it was Gronk. I don't care if it was his 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 partners from the Bay Area that grew up with him. Right. His buddies from from Michigan that that you know that were with him. I don't care who it was. I don't care if it was LeBron James or or or, or, or uh, 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 Cristiano. I don't care who it was. Nobody's going to force Tom Brady out of something that he doesn't want to be out of. Mm-hmm. I get it. So don't tell me <laughs> Tom Brady had no plans for retirement. So that tells me, I don't care how much something you love, you got to have a plan. Like I said, Kobe Bryant, prime example. Mm-hmm. Kobe was done with basketball. Kobe said, hey, I'm going to coach my girls and I'm, a, and I'm going to get into the film world. I'm going to get into the entertainment sector. And that's exactly what he did. Same thing with Michael Jordan. When Michael Jordan was ready to retire, the final time, guess what? Michael Jordan's out here making $500 million a year reselling shoes and, and apparel <laughs> and, and actually getting getting connected with, with colleges to wear his Jordan brand apparel. And, so many, uh, and, and now he's in the NASCAR and he's into other ventures. Like, the man is not... not the man can still ball. Does Michael Jordan still love to play basketball? Absolutely. I'm sure you can get a pickup game with Michael Jordan or a one-on-one game with Michael Jordan anytime you want it. Does that mean he's going to go back to the NBA and play? No. Same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is not going to sit up here and say, oh, well, I'm going to come back. No, dude, you had no plan. You had no exit strategy, and you realize it, blew, it backfired, and now you're kicking yourself in the behind saying shoulda, woulda, coulda. And now you're going to come. You're going to come back. No one cares about you coming back, dude. Like I said, people that oh my god, Tom Brady is back. You people have no life. <laughs> that would be the whole Tampa Bay Buccaneer roster because they're the only ones I saw that were excited that he was coming back all over Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> and that's fine. They're supposed to. That's their teammate. Tampa Bay Buck fans, I'll give you a pass. That's your team. Outside of that, losers. Oh man. He's not a loser, man. He just wasn't sure yet. And we don't know because we're not then in his living have, room. <laughs> then he shouldn't have retired to begin with. You should have said, I'm taking my I'm taking my time and I'm taking a break. Did you have we heard from Andrew Whitworth about his retirement yet? No. You know why? Because I'm sure Andrew Whitworth wants to be absolutely sure before he decides to retire. He's not a loser, though, man. Come on. He's just not sure. I mean, some people don't know how to handle it. Like me, I get it. I'm one of those dudes that'll, I don't know yet, because I I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Maybe Brady's that way, just in a more calm sense. You know, like I I said, man, I quit what I love doing, but then I came back to it, you know, because I wasn't sure. And I didn't have a plan. Well, I did have a plan. I ended up leaving, you know. But <laughs> but a loser? That's a little that's a little much, bro. I'm saying. <laughs> now I gotta hear now we gotta hear Tom Brady all over the airways for the and he he hijacked selection Sunday. Like this dude is an ultimate diva. <laughs> he knew what he was doing I'm, on that though, yes. He was an ultimate diva. The dude 
tried to hijack the Super Bowl when he first came out about him wanting to retire. Then he was like, oh, Tom wants to do it himself. Then they, 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 they I'm sure the league probably urged him, hey, man, wait until when things die down. We are we worried about the NFC Championship right now, the AFC Championship right now. You want to hijack the headlines then. Then he finally made, a, oh, I made this big old long uh, uh, soliloquy about his retirement and all this other crap. Okay, great. Now, I give Tom credit because he get he got he allowed me some some media opportunities. Thanks, Tom, for that. Now, you want to unretire. So unless I get more media opportunities by talking about him unretiring, I don't give a damn about him coming back. I don't care nothing about this diva coming back to the league that's gonna get racked up. I don't give a care. I hope Aaron Donald, Von Miller, I hope I have to look at Tampa Bay schedule. I hope every defensive per- lineman. Every linebacker, outside, inside, middle linebacker racks his behind up for the rest of the damn year. And let's talk about that. I want to see more busted lips. <laughs> let's talk about I've never that. I've seen you like this. The only person that should be mad right now, the only person on planet Earth that should be mad right now is the guy that paid $510,000 for his <laughs> last catch, his last TD. That's the guy that should be mad. You shouldn't be mad. I shouldn't be mad. You know, opponents of Tom Brady should be mad. It's the guy that paid that money that should be upset right now. And I would be level nine pissed right now if I did that. If I was him, I'd be mad at that. That's what should be mad. You know, he's a good story. He gets us to talk. He's taking up precious airtime on your amazing show right now, okay? But we shouldn't be mad about it because he gave us something to talk about. But I got, <laughs> but I got to hear about this crap for the next umpteen weeks. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see. Oh, Tom is in his backyard throwing the football through a tire. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't care. You know what I want to see? I want to see his behind stretched out, getting sacked <laughs> by either Aaron Donald, Von Miller, uh, uh, uh. If they if they happen to play the Chargers, Khalil Mack, oh, yes. Joey Bosa, <laughs> I want to see. I, I, I honestly want to see defensive lineman racking his behind. Up. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Oh, I Since love you want to bring your senior citizen AARP behind <laughs> back to the field, <laughs> I want to see some speedy rookie lineman just anchor him down. What is with the hate, bro? What is with the hate? That's man? what I want to say. Because I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of this flip flopping. I'm tired of all these excuses and all these people lathering bro. this dude up and ball washing this dude. <laughs> Did I just call him the goat? Absolutely, he is. But I'm tired of people lathering this dude up and ball washing him and just coddling him and just welcoming him back with open arms like nothing ever freaking happened. Like he just didn't waste our time in the last 42 days of being rid of Tom Brady and finally moving on to somebody else and something else and giving an opportunity to other quarterbacks that we can actually talk about that are actually young and relevant. Okay. Well, you know what? It, here's the thing. Like, like they say, you know, not the same thing, but the same concept. Like when we say stuff like, oh, he's the first black person to do this or she's the first female to do that. It's up to us as media members to not talk about it. But the thing is, he gives us something to talk about, whether we like it or not. He's a hot topic. And, and, and I'm saying, I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan in the world at all, but I commend him because I hope when I'm older, I, I'm, I'm a year older than him, but I hope I'm able to do 
what I love to do at a high level at an older age. And so for that reason, I applaud it. Yes, he hijacked the news, the news realm. Yes, he hijacked all the attention, especially on Selection uh, Sunday, where everybody's excited to be glued to their TVs. And instead, we had to put up with, Brady's coming back. That's what sucks. But I don't blame the man. You know, he just, he just like you said, he didn't have a plan. But I love this side of you, bro. I love it. This is great. This is fun. Get so my damn <laughs> I see it. I love I'm, it, though. I'm a, I'm a gangster. No, I'm not. I'm a gangster. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, knock it off with your indecisive ass. Oh, DJ, quick, man. Go sit down, Go sit down somewhere. No what? Go sit down somewhere. Come on, I got to go to break. Coming up on the other side of it. Got my man Alex Monaco. He's a TV host on MSG Networks and also Calvin Cowherd's Volume Sports Network. As we talk, we get into the money stat line, and we'll go get into some Tom Brady talk and see what the odds are as far as Tom Brady trying to get back to the playoffs and winning a possible another Super Bowl and all that other stuff. You listen to TMA with Nick Hamilton on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Jake, man, let's go to break. You know my damn nerves. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see why it's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What are you telling? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213 and on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. Now, we all know we're into the betting odds. We all know about the betting life. Sports betting has taken a life of its own. But to help me break down some key components moving forward that will probably help you moving forward and help your sports enthusiasm, I have none other than my man Alex Monaco. You can hear him every weekday on the MSG Networks. He's also part of Colin Cowherd's Volume Sports Network. What's up, Alex? How you doing out there in NYC? Nick, what's up, my man? I'm just trying to get some of that SoCal sunshine you're living in over there, man. Catching championship Ws. We're trying to get like you, but no, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, you're doing some phenomenal work out there on the East Coast, man. I heard you holding it down really tight, man, so that's great to see. Thank you, man. I'm excited to chop it up. Let's get into it. Man, let's get into it. So we all know I, I, people that heard the first segment, they know my Tom Brady actually coming back because – I mean, I feel I feel bamboozled. I feel led astray. I feel I feel cheap. I felt like I was I was. This was a big hoax. Um, but Tom Brady coming back, obviously the, the the goat that he is, seven time Super Bowl champion. He said he had unfinished business. What are the odds of of him getting back to the Super Bowl and Tampa Bay actually winning another championship before he decides to finally ride off into the sunset? Well, it's interesting, Nick. As soon as the news announced it was it was almost like a rush little will can you get your Willy Wonka golden ticket before the odds change on the fan duels the DraftKings of the world before Brady came out of retirement yesterday it was around plus 2200 for the Bucks to win the Super Bowl and that's about for people listening a hundred dollars down to win 2200 back so you just kind of do it in quick math like that 2200 once he announced he was coming back, it moved all the way down to plus 750. So that's 100 down to win 750. So for those that got that golden ticket, you can already cash out double what you put down. FanDuel, DraftKings, et cetera, they'll take it back. If you put down 100, I got buddies hitting me up saying they double their money here, there, and everywhere. But you got to, ha- would you have had to beat the books 
within seconds, minutes of that announcement. And I said it on my Twitter. I got to credit Cristiano Ronaldo for the Johnny Stockton. Nick, he goes to Old Trafford. He watches three goals from a fellow GOAT in person, chops it up with him on the field. Next thing you know, one sleep later, he's firing. And then as far as the NFC goes, only the Packers are even with the Bucks to win the NFC. That's plus 350. So that's 100 down to win 350 back. So in short, the odds in Vegas moved tremendously lower after Brady said he was coming back. I mean, when I look at the whole NFC picture, obviously there's two teams that come to mind, the Los Angeles Rams who are the Super Bowl champions and then the Green Bay Packers with the return of Aaron Rodgers for the next umpteen years. What are the odds that the, that the, the, the Rams actually get an opportunity to run it back and actually become back-to-back champions? What are the odds and then what are the odds for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers now that we know where he's going to be? Well, looking at the NFC, Nick, right now the Rams are at plus 450. So that's about four and a half times your money. If you put 100 down, you get 450 back. For them to win the Super Bowl, they're at fifth most right now at plus 1,200 behind the Bills, the Packers, the Bucks, the Chiefs, and then the Rams. So in terms of the NFC, it's kind of a three-horse race right now between the Packers, Bucks, and Rams. I think they got a decent shot if they can bring back those key components. Of course, we'll see what happens with Vaughn. We'll see what happens with Odell. But in terms of statistics and what we're looking at on futures tickets, I mean, man, running it back, the last team to do this was a Patriots team back in the early 00s. But this is a team that, you know, has really risen to the occasion. I don't think many saw them doing it this year. I think going into next year, if they can get out of the NFC West, which is, you know, top two division in football, I think they got a shot. And then on a Packers note, you know, they're right there at top two as well next to the Bucks at plus 750 to win. And they're favored right there with Tampa to come out of the NFC. We're hearing, though, with Devontae, though, that they're far apart on a contract negotiation. He doesn't want to be franchise tagged. I don't know how much hand he has in that. But if he doesn't come back, that should surely change the odds in terms of Green Bay's look. But as far as the Rams, I think it could be worth taking a flyer on if they can bring everybody back. But again, Brady coming into the NFC picture again makes me makes me want to pause a little bit and maybe let next season play out just a few weeks before firing on any future. Now let's get into the AFC playoff picture because we all know the Honey Badger, there's been reports that the Honey Badger actually go into the Las Vegas Raiders, which would change some of the dynamic defensively with the Kansas City Chiefs. Although the Chiefs... Uh, seem to be one of the two top teams along with the Bills in the AFC. Who who are the odds to come out of the AFC uh, next season? Early, uh, obviously, early prediction. Well, right now, as far as Vegas has it, they have the Buffalo Bills, Nick. The Bills Mafia at plus 380 to come out of the AFC, which is interesting that it's their conference to lose and, and they have not shown up in the playoffs in the last couple of years as much as we'd like them. Still a young team. But as far as them being the favorite, I'm I'm finding that a little disrespectful to Kansas City a little bit at plus 450 coming in second. And they're obviously back-to-back-to-back AFC championships, excuse me, four in a row AFC championship games, which is unheard of. And actually, I think no team ever has hosted four AFC championship games in a row. So very unique. I mean, you mentioned Honey Badger, Tyreek Hill. We'll see what happens. But ultimately, it's the Bills AFC and then – as we see it right now with that Russ trade at Denver, they're looking at a plus 750 third team out 
to win the AFC outright with the Chargers not far behind them at plus 1,000. So that AFC West division in particular, Vegas has pegged three of the top five futures coming out of that specific division. So it's going to be a huge battle week to week. And we'll be very excited to see how it shakes out. But right now, Vegas has the Bills as the favorite. Now, I listed the Cincinnati Bengals last season as a sleeper because nobody predicted the Bills going to the Super Bowl outside of the Cincinnati Bengals fans. Who are some of the sleepers that we need to take a look at or maybe pay attention more to coming out of the AFC as well as the NFC this coming season? Well, Nick, I think you got to look at the Bengals again at plus a thousand. You know, that's that's a hundred bucks to win a, a G back. I mean, they're they have plenty of options to spend some cap money if they can get better on the offensive line. Again, we've never seen a quarterback sacked over fifty times in the Super Bowl before, so they need to to fix those trenches on the offensive side in particular. I mean, I. This may sound emotional, but the Browns at plus 1600, I don't think they have a shot, but in terms of like a dark horse at 16 to 1 odds just to come out of the AFC, I mean, you get the Amari Cooper trade. I know they let go of Landry, could be tip for tap, but I think Amari Cooper is one of the best route runners in the NFL. And I think in a make it or break it year for Baker, I mean, he was injured a lot of that season. You go top to bottom of 53 men rosters got a hard time looking at Cleveland outside of a a top five overall both sides of the football team if they could maybe get it together week to week but if we if they could establish their identity early know that they're a run to pass team have Baker play within his means I think they could be worth staring at and then I hate to say it but the Titans at plus 1300 I mean they really blew it against the Bengals but at 13 to 1 odds with a very well coached team with Rabel best running back in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. If they can stay healthy, I think they could be – again, these are dark horse value picks. Right. And then last but not least, you know, Ravens at plus 950. Another contract season for Lamar. I mean, they're a very well-coached team. They always show up kind of an offseason for them last year with injuries. But if they can stay healthy, you always know the Ravens are worth putting a little something on. But – I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. I think it's it's really between the Bills and the Chiefs and everybody else, but that AFC West is going to be fast. That Charger team, if Telesco makes another move, maybe gets J.C. Jackson, I mean, already adding Khalil Mack, you know how it goes. When you have a rookie quarterback on that rookie salary, you got options that you otherwise wouldn't. Same thing with the Bengals. So a little early to fire based off free agency coming up here, but those are the teams I'd be looking at. Yeah, I think AFC West is going to be a lot more loaded than people expect. And I think it's going to be more competitive and should be more enjoyable to watch, too, uh, oh, in, yeah. in this coming season. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about Calvin Ridley. Uh, Calvin Ridley obviously was busted for betting on games, obviously betting on his own games as well. How does the NFL regulate that in a way where it doesn't get out of hand, become a scandal uh, with other potential players involved? And then how they how does that affect their business uh, their business connections with uh, other sites like FanDuel and uh, DraftKings and, and people like that. How does that how does that going to play out moving forward? Well, it's interesting, Nick. I mean, they really came down on him hard. If you look at other law based things that were broken by NFL players in years past, and them getting kind of a a lull, you know, six games here, four games there. It 
it's really shocking he got a year. I mean, they're not messing around. They're obviously making an example out of him. Now, he's a star in the making. He's a top probably sneaking in towards that top 10 wide receiver conversation in terms of production the last couple of seasons. I mean, he was making 11 mil a year. Um, if he isn't top 10, he's top 20 for sure. So it's interesting that he's a name and he's getting kind of the hammer dropped on him. I would su suspect him to appeal. I would hope they bring it down. I mean, I saw the amount of money he put down, the amount of games. I believe he only bet on the Falcons once. And it, it was a majority of the time when he wasn't in the game. Now, I don't condone it at all. I think it's a very slippery slope. And I work with a couple athletes here in New York, and they've been quick to tell me, you know, the first thing they mentioned, one of the first things they mentioned when you come into an NFL locker room is don't gamble on games. So I think because they came down so hard on him and so harshly, I think it's a lesson learned for everyone. He has to be, unfortunately, the guy that takes the, the block in the paint, so to speak. But I don't know that the NFL will give him uh, an appeal rewarded and lower that. I think they really want to let people know in the league that they're not messing around with this. And, you know, when it starts to impact other people, people betting on games outside and you have players inside, I mean, that's, that's as ugly as insider trading over here in the New York Stock Exchange. So you don't want to see that. I think this will probably be one of those one and done situations where you don't see it again anytime soon. But as far as Calvin goes, I don't know that he's going to get any game less than, than a full 17. He might have to just sit out in the penalty box here and, and wait it out till next season. How does that affect their business with the NFL? Like I said, with FanDuel, DraftKings, does that affect their business in any way moving forward? Do they change some rules or regulate things differently because they had a player, unfortunately, get busted for gambling? Uh, I had a, a sports lawyer on actually last week talking about that. It seems like they're going to maybe button it up a little more, but it's so locked in already for this to not be a commonality that I don't know how much they'll tweak. I mean, they might implement Goodell might a zero tolerance policy, something of that ilk. But as far as FanDuel and DraftKings go, I mean, they're going to keep on cranking. And they're a powerhouse, obviously, and they're just making, I mean, $1.3 in three weeks in New York when, when it first got legal. So it won't slow their role at all. I think in terms of partnerships with the NFL, I think I'm sure there'll be some meetings and things of that nature, sitting down discussing how they can tighten up this and all of that but again i mean it's going to be tough because you know players can just have their homies bet and then you never know and you, you got to maybe look into that sort of thing as well and um ultimately though right now i think it's it's not gonna relinquish any partnerships at the moment the nfl has with sports books but it, it'll at least put some more eyeballs on how to legally make sure they tighten up yeah, it'll definitely be interesting moving forward. Really quickly, got a couple minutes left. Want to get into some NBA talk because we all know the Los Angeles Lakers have been into the debacle the entire season. LeBron James has absolutely looked phenomenal. Can't say the same for Russell Westbrook or Westbrook, whatever you decide to call him these days. Um, but then you look at the West, the Eastern Conference with Kevin Durant and then the Brooklyn Nets. You got the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat is starting to come along. Um, and then you look at the Western Conference, Golden State, Phoenix, uh, Dallas, the, uh, teams like that who's coming out of the west what are the odds of who comes out of the west and who comes out of the east at the west right now nick it's interesting i've been on all season they're just one of the rare teams that's top five in points for and points against playing both ways monty williams has them playing 
excellent team ball. They're top three in fast break points. They force turnovers. They make their free throws. They do all the little things that a championship team does. And the fact that they've been there. I mean, they were up 2-0 on the Bucks. for goodness sake. They were halfway home to that NBA Finals trophy that Chris Paul's been gunning for. I think at plus 160, it's not really a lot of value any, anymore for them to come out of the West. If you're nervous about Chris Paul's health, I think it's worth taking a look at Golden State. They're plus 190 right there, not too far away. Again, that's less than two to one your your money as far as FanDuel has it in the Western Conference. After that, it's the Jazz at seven to one, the Nuggets at 12 to one. I mean, you can mess around and try to convince yourself the Grizzlies at 15 to one, you know, Hunter down to win 1500 back. You know, that's like a third of a Manhattan rent over here. For me, but you know, look, it's it's probably a two horse race between the Suns and the Warriors. I just think the the humble additions of McGee and Biombo, and just looking at how they've continued to play with great chemistry, and even without Chris Paul last couple weeks, D Book playing the one spot, looking great. I mean, last night, I mean, putting up a one forty piece on the Lakers. I know they don't play great defense, but this team's gonna be very tough to beat, particularly if the particularly if they continue to play great defense. And then as far as the East goes, it's interesting, Nick. I mean, the Nets are plus 270. They're the favorite. So that's 100 down to win 270 back. The Bucks are 3-1, to one, plus 300, and the Sixers are at plus 330. I don't know if people are sleeping on the Heat. You can still get the Heat at plus 500. I mean, they're at the top of the East. They've been at the top of the East. They've been playing top three defense and points against the whole season. They've been dealing with health problems. They're still beating the market on covering spreads. They otherwise shouldn't. This Nets team, though, because we don't even know what they could be with Simmons not coming in the lineup yet, it's tough to want to go against them. Again, this is an outrageous thing to say, but a lot of it's going to come down to this New York City mandate. I mean, we saw Kyrie sitting courtside last night and couldn't play. This is truly a one-of-one situation we've never seen I would hold off on firing on the East right now until we learn more. I mean, we got about a month of ball left. I just don't think the Bucs have the defense they did last year and that rim protector losing Lopez and P.J. Tucker was a, a quiet, big loss. I think the Sixers just don't have the chemistry yet. But I would say if there is a team to fire on on a flyer, I think the Miami Heat right now at 5-1 to one could be worth taking a look at. Again, championship pedigree with Kyle Lowry. And, you know, Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year, they're just very well coached. Spolster does an excellent job with scheme. And they play real defense. And you know today's NBA. They just don't play a lot of real defense on three-fourths of these teams. So when it comes to Miami, I think they're worth worth potentially taking a, a little bit of a nibble on, a little breakfast money, if you will. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the phenomenal styles of Alex Monaco, the genius that he is in the world of sports betting. And thank you so much, man. You can catch him every weekday on MSG Networks as well as on Volume Sports. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Definitely got to have you back, buddy, uh, as the NBA playoffs start to take off. Nick, I appreciate you, man. You do great work. Thank you for the love. And I'll come back anytime, man. Have me on, have me on whenever. Let's get some, let's get some W's, baby. Absolutely. Let's get it. All right, y'all. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into the moment's brunch as well as what is next for Naomi Osaka, all that and more. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. 
Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see why it's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then oh, you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And, uh, and the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. So what are you telling? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton. Final segment of the show here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you hit me up 
on Twitter at Nick Hamilton213. You can also catch me at nightcastmedia.com. Your gateway to sports, pop culture, entertainment, community, and tech all rolled into one. All right, y'all. Final segment, like I said. Got to get into Naomi Osaka. Now, we know Naomi Osaka is an incredibly talented tennis player. And recently over the weekend, uh, out there in Indian Wells in in Southern California, Palm Springs section of Southern California, uh, she was at a tennis match where she was received uh, by some some booze in the stands and a woman that was heckling her. And uh, during the second round, lost to Veronica I don't even try to butcher this lady's last name. Um, she was met with some harsh, you know, words by the the hecklers, and uh, Naomi Osaka's request to get the heckler removed and address the crowd were denied. Um, which to me is interesting because if this were Maria Sharapova, if this were anybody, Jennifer Capriati, if this were anybody like that. I'm sure she could. They could have gotten the mic and and stopped the crowd. We've seen the time and time again where fans have tried to heckle and and destroy players. We see LeBron James actually point out fans and get them out of the stands because they were saying some very uh, harsh, negative, and downright just disrespectful comments about his son Bronny at one point in time which they should have been thrown out. I threw their asses out. It's interesting because it's me, Naomi Osaka. We all know she's going through mental health. She's battling mental health issues because she's publicly come out and say that. I don't know she's been seeking uh, therapy and help uh, to, to, to combat those things, which are very, very serious in nature. Um, and she said, she told, I believe it was USA Today, she said, quote, to be honest, I've been heckled before. It didn't really bother me. I watched a video of Venus and Serena getting heckled here. And if you watched it, you should you should watch it. I don't know why, but it went in my head and it got replayed a lot. I'm trying not to cry, end quote. If she's referring to the incident in 2001 at the same Indian Wells uh, location that they actually threw out racial slurs called uh, uh, Venus and Serena the N-word, telling her that the N-word, we don't want you here, and several other expletives. Here's where I draw the line with that. Naomi Osaka should have been allowed the opportunity to speak to the crowd and get that heckler thrown out, right? Because anytime you heckle in a tennis match, you're, you immediately eject it. They don't play that. It's not like the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball or anything like that. In tennis or golf, it's totally different. It's a different etiquette. It's a different vibe, right? Naomi Osaka, here's where I draw the line. You can't compare somebody telling you you suck or booing you to somebody hurling racial slurs, right? That's totally different. I have no problem with people booing people when when it's deserved. I have no problem with people saying that you suck when it's deserved. I do have a problem with people throw out racial slurs or, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, homosexual slurs. Things like that. I have a severe problem with that. Naomi Osaka, to me, came back too soon. She came back to tennis too soon. I know she took some time off, but sometimes, whether it be sponsors, whether it be from a financial aspect, or whether you think you're ready when you're truly not, and you want to get back out there, because we know how ultimately competitive Naomi Osaka is. I think she came back too soon. I think Naomi Osaka has to realize that tennis is not going to protect you. 
you have to protect you. And maybe you have to bring people around you that are going to help protect you, whether not just mentally, but physically as well. And I think she needs to realize that. I think she's relied too much on the tennis and the UTA to really say, okay, we're going to step in and we're going to protect you. They've proven that they're not going to protect you, and not at least to the degree where you deserve it and where you need it, right? So I think it comes to a point where Naomi Osaka is going to either need to take some more time off to get herself together. She's definitely going to have to be a little bit more mentally tough when it comes to dealing with these idiots because they're not going away and they're coming in by the caseloads. Okay, because now that people know that that's your weakness, quote unquote, and I don't mean that to be disingenuous or disrespectful, but they know that's a trigger for you. They're going to do it and use it times 10. And you have to combat that. And and even if it does bother you to a degree or bother you to whatever 10th degree, you have to you have to bottle that up and be mentally sound enough to say, I'm not going to allow that allow them to dictate my moods and how I'm going to play because it costs her a win. Now, there's another win that that cost her because she allowed somebody else to, to dictate her decisions as far as, far as how she's going to maneuver through that situation. And it's really sad. I feel for Naomi Osaka. I'm not saying she's weak. I'm saying she's allowing them to use her and get her out of her element and out of her zone. Somehow, some way, she's going to have to embrace that Mamba mentality. And whether that be through counseling, whether that be through having the, 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 a better circle of people around her, maybe having bodyguards by her station and saying, hey, if you hear anything, get them thrown the hell out. Let me focus on the match. And maybe there needs to be people in here that, that just strictly focus on that and let her focus on her match and let her start racking up those W's again because he's an incredibly talented player. I would hate for somebody to be so incredibly talented to fall short of their glory and fall short of what we what we've seen and envisioned in her as far as her being one of the greatest tennis players to play the game. So that's what I look at. Now, your man Deshaun Watson, I know Big Brother Jake is itching to talk about this. Your man Deshaun Watson on Friday, My man. Uh, okay. thanks to a thanks to a grand jury, pretty much was vindicated from criminal charges from 22 women that alleged that he had he committed some type of sexual assault and sexual misconduct mm. as it pertains to massage therapist. Now, here's the thing. We all know Rusty Harden. Rusty Harden is a G amongst G's when it comes to the courtroom, right? Not five minutes after that announcement was made about Deshaun Watson, teams lined up like they were getting a McRib at McDonald's before <laughs> it drops. This was like the new Jordan shoe coming out that had been remixed 50 million times. Mm. And people were lining up at Shoe Palace to get the first dibs. <laughs> the NFL is an interesting dynamic. The NFL, you do less time and less punishment for domestic violence, sexual misconduct, or sexual assault than you would do for drugs and gambling, which is completely ass backwards to me. What message is this sending? Because let me tell you something. I'm not saying all 22 women were telling the truth. I don't know. I'm not saying all 22 women were lying because I don't know. But where there's some smoke, there is some fire. There are some of those women that were actually telling the truth. How many? 
we will probably never know that amount. But I do believe there were some of those women that were actually telling the truth about his misconduct and how he carried himself in, in, a, in, a, in a very, very gross fashion. Okay. It, does that take away from Deshaun Watson's ability to play the game of football? Absolutely not. He was a top near he was a top tier quarterback before he got into these allegations, right? Now you got the pit. There's the New Orleans Saints, the Carolina Panthers. There was talk of possibly the Pittsburgh Steelers getting in line, possibly the Cleveland Browns possibly getting in line. What message is this sending to anybody else or victims or true victims of sexual assault? That if you come forward, this is going to be the result. These are how entities are going to treat you. They're going to highlight the guy that was accused. And I'm talking 22, not two. Two, you're kind of like, eh, okay. 22 plus? Now, that still doesn't abstain him from the civil case. Because the civil case is really where he's going to have to pay through the nose. And if he committed those acts, he should. But Deshaun Watson getting a chance this quick, I'm always believing in second chances for, for the most part. But getting a second chance this quick sends a very bad message from the NFL and from these teams because you know they're going to be women's groups that are going to be protesting these teams, whatever team he goes to. And I understand his 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 football IQ is high. I understand his play on the field. But to me, Deshaun Watson should not be getting these opportunities right now, and especially so quickly after that verdict was reached for the grand jury. All right. I'm ready to eat. I know Jake has been in the kitchen cooking up something, so I don't want to waste his food and his time. (laughs) All right, man. Let's do this. I'm hungry. All right. With Major League Baseball now in spring training mode and free agency ramped up, What are the odds that Freddie Freeman plays in L.A. this season overplaying for the Braves, Yankees, and Mets? I think it's very high. I think Freddie Freeman, I mean, we we talked to Dave Roberts last week, and Dave Roberts did his little campaign spiel about who wouldn't want Freddie Freeman. Of course I want Freddie Freeman in Los Angeles. I'm like, he's absolutely right. Smart smart move, Dave. Very smart move. (laughs) And then there was a picture where I believe his wife and some of her friends and if you look at the backdrop in the mirror version of that picture, it looks like they're at Dodger Stadium already. Hmm. Interesting. So to answer your question, very high percentage that the Dodgers acquire Freddie Freeman in free agency. If they don't, it's because they fumbled the bag or Freddie Freeman just punked out. But I'd highly doubt either one. Well, you know, his wife is from Florida and she likes living in Atlanta, but we'll see. I mean... But he, he is from Southern California, he though. A, he yes. did grow up here. He's a native. So I'm hoping as a Dodger fan that he, he you know, makes it happen. And the Dodgers make it happen. But that's just me. On to the next course. Hall of Fame running back Emmett Smith has bought into Jesse Iwoji's motorsport. The team will be competing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series with Iwoji steering the number 34 Chevrolet. Emmett joins Michael Jordan, Floyd Mayweather, Brad Doherty, and Pitbull as minority owners in the sport. How much does this help NASCAR get into the black and minority communities moving forward? 
I think it helps them tremendously. I mean, I think that what they did, like I said, when I went to NASCAR at the LA Coliseum, I think and that did that did some wonders because I think it, it gave people a new breath of life when it came to something different that they hadn't been accustomed to. And I think NASCAR is growing. I think NASCAR is, is doing, they're moving in the right direction. Um, I think the thing with Emma Smith is in the right direction. I think they need to get a little younger, though. I think you maybe maybe get like a little baby or maybe get somebody like Drake or somebody like that to kind of really get be a part of a, of a team. I think Floyd Mayweather is, a, is an excellent move on their behalf uh, because Floyd is so polarizing. But I think they need to get a little bit younger. Maybe they're moving, they're making steps towards that. But I think if they get a little bit younger, like maybe bring a J. Cole or a Drake or a little baby, hell, even a Kendrick Lamar for that matter, um, to try to get, you know, be a part of an of a ownership group. I think that would probably attract even more people, you know, black folks and people of color uh, as it pertains to the sport of NASCAR. But I think people don't realize, too, a lot of those pit crews, they do recruit out HBCUs. Yes. So I think that's a step in the right direction. But I think NASCAR is doing something uh, that the NFL has yet to do, which is in, in, which is cater and, and really move towards getting a more of a black audience and a person of color audience. So hats off to NASCAR. They're, they're really making efforts and making strides, man. And they've come a long way, long way. Last on the menu, Bomani Jones debuted his HBO weekly late night talk show, Game Theory. How did you like it? And th- and is this another success for the Jones portfolio? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love this show. I think the show was great. I have been anticipating it for quite some time. The key to me is the writing. If you have good, good, solid writers, you're going to have a fantastic show. And Bo knows how to bring all the good writers together, including himself. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my man, James Davis, the comedian. That dude is funny as all hell. Uh, if you ever have seen uh, Hood Adjacent, there used to be a show back in the day called Hood Adjacent. That was one of the funniest shows. Uh, he's from L.A., so props to James Davis. Um, but props to all the writers, too, and HBO for having the vision enough to see Bomani's vision and bring it to life. Uh, Bo is a very polarizing figure as well. I think he doesn't get the credit, full credit that he truly deserves. Um, I remember Bo back in the day really kind of, you know, gave me some advice early on in my career, and I, I will always be appreciative to him for that. Um, but I always thought I always thought Bo was was that dude that one of the guys that I look up to in this industry. So it was good to see him really flourish and really do his thing and, and really have success and hopefully. Uh, the shows moving forward will continue to get better and better, um, and they'll continue to, to renew them. But you know, Bobby Jones, come on, man, that dude is that dude is this legendary for sure. I think it's a great idea. I think you know one of the one of the greats in this business, and I, I'm glad to see him getting the shine he finally deserves. One of my favorite personalities in this business, and that, my friend, is the brunch. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. That is the Moments Brunch for this week. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank my guest, Alex Monaco from Volume Sports, as well as MSG Networks for coming on the show. If you miss any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. That is SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Spotify. For my man, Big Brother Jay, a.k.a. Jake Warner, his government name, the producer extraordinaire, I am Nick Hamilton, and I can thank you for joining us. And I thank everybody at SiriusXM, Slam Radio, and Nightcast Media. Until next time, stay sharp, take care, we're out. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.